Welcome to 5 Minutes in the Word. This is your daily podcast of Bible reading and insight into God's Word. We're at the end of chapter 16 of the book of Judges, and this is our last look at Samson. For Samson's final act of great strength, he is empowered by Yahweh one last time to bring destruction on the Philistines, Israel's oppressive foe. He is going to literally bring down the house. But let's listen to chapter 16, verses 26 through 31, read from the New King James Version. Then Samson said to the lad who held him by the hand, Let me feel the pillars which support the temple, so that I can lean on them. Now the temple was full of men and women. All the lords of the Philistines were there, about 3,000 men and women on the roof, watching while Samson performed. Then Samson called to the Lord, saying, O Lord God, remember me, I pray. Strengthen me, I pray. Just this once, O God, that I may with one blow take vengeance on the Philistines for my two eyes. And Samson took hold of the two middle pillars which supported the temple, and he braced himself against them, one on his right and the other on his left. Then Samson said, Let me die with the Philistines. And he pushed with all his might, and the temple fell on the lords and all the people who were in it. So the dead that he killed at his death were more than he had killed in his life. And his brothers and all of his father's household came down and took him and brought him up and buried him between Zorah and Esdael in the tomb of his father, Manoah, he had judged Israel 20 years. Again, Judges chapter 16, verses 26 through 31, read from the New King James Version. I'll be back to share insights and we'll close with prayer. Hi, I'm the host of Five Minutes in the Word a daily podcast which spends a few minutes exploring God's Word. Thank you for listening. If you don't mind, go ahead and like and follow 5 Minutes in the Word on Facebook and Twitter. You can also hear my podcast almost everywhere podcasts are heard. That again was Judges chapter 16, verses 26 through 31, read from the New King James Version. I know I have committed five minutes to give you this insight from my uh, commentaries, but I wrote so much down and so much valuable information in just those few verses. So let me stop wasting time and get right to it. (laughs) Samson uh, said to the lad who led him by the hand that he just wanted to be between the two pillars. The Philistines continued to mock Samson. At this large demonstration, they used a boy to guard him. So they didn't have any fear that he would have any, you know, uh, uh, the commentaries keep alluding to the fact that he looked just like any normal man. He wasn't muscular or anything. 
And because they, he lost his, you know, he didn't have sight, they figured, okay, a kid, a lad can guard him. So uh, the, the, he asked the lad to uh, put, you know, place him between the pillars. The text does not indicate what Samson did to entertain the spectators, because remember, he's blind. So, but it also indicated that they didn't notice that his hair had grown back. So they, and of course, they probably didn't think that the hair was the source of his strength, or they probably would have kept him clean shaven. But when you think about it, with hair or without hair, when God returned his uh, favor upon him, Samson would still be able to do what he did in the end. So no one knows, it doesn't say how he entertained the spectators. They sure didn't ask for feats of strength because that's why they captured him. Because of his strength, they wanted to know what was the source. Given Samson's potential for destruction, it is doubtful that they would have brought him and kept him alive until they really understood his power and where it had come from, and they certainly didn't know that it had returned. And he wanted to take the Philistines out with one blow. So Samson's end was both bitter and sweet. God answered his last prayer, and he achieved his greatest victory against the Philistines at the cost of his own life. Samson calls God by his divine name. He calls him Yahweh. Samson has apparently regained his faith, or at least he is in a state of repentance. And he tells God to uh, let me die with the Philistines. And it seems like a suicide, but it was a different kind of suicide because we know God's purpose was for him to deliver his children from the oppressive um, Philistines. So even though he lost his life in pursuing what God had for him to do, and God probably could have used Samson a different way, but because of Samson's life choices, this is how it had to end for him. Samson pulled the house, he, he caused the house to come down upon them. He pushed with all his might, and the temple fell on the lords and all the people in it. And this could only happen with God's supernaturally empowering Samson. This last victory came only after he was broken, humiliated, and blind. He could no longer look to himself. He could no longer, you know, follow his lusts. He had to just completely commit himself to God. Prior to this, we don't see Samson as a man of prayer, but here he prayed. He was humbled, and he even allowed a little boy to help him, to guide him. Samson had to be deceived to keep going back to, the, to tempting and dangerous places. It seemed that just about every time he went to the land of the Philistines, he fell into moral compromise. And as the commentaries keep alluding, sometimes we are in the land of the Philistines and God has to get our attention. When we go into that place where we just, you know, that one place that causes us to compromise everything we believe in. That's of the land of the Philistines. And rather than break his relationship with Delilah, he allowed that relationship to break him. Samson showed also the danger of being a loner as a leader. He didn't have anybody to keep him on the right path. He didn't have anybody to say, Samson, you're not doing the right thing. 
He just trusted on his own strength. And upon this one matter, of course, there are lots that can be taught. There's lots that we can learn. And we have to thank God for the pictures that he gives us. Uh, I've met my five minutes, so let's pray. Father, we thank you. As we come to the end of chapter 16 in the book of Judges, as we come to the end of our study of Samson, in the, uh, this picture of Samson, this is a picture of the believer in disobedience that, God, you still used. But uh, you didn't do it. Uh, he did not, even though you used him, Samson didn't benefit from it. His life ended in personal tragedy, shadowed by a great a waste of great potential. And how many times has that happened to us? Because we let uh, the lust of the world, going back to Philistine all of the time, a place of temptation all of the time, instead of uh, leaning and depending upon you and trusting your Holy Spirit to guide us. Father, we thank you as we look at this. And one commentary says, this isn't, you know, God, you don't give us this to glorify anything, but to show us that, you know, we need to turn our lives over to you because we can't con conquer our own flesh. The uh, people we have learned about is not for us to imitate, but for our instruction. Father, as we pray every day, we're praying for those who need you in a special way. Help those who need you for a home, for food, for transportation, for a job, for health and healing, for whatever the needs are, Father. We cast those on you because we know that you do hear and you do listen, and we thank you for that. We're praying for um, just so many deaths, and most notably, the Queen of England. We're praying for that family, Father, as now... Uh, uh, her son is the king. Uh, he's king. Uh, Prince Charles is now King Charles. So we're praying for him. Give him wisdom. And Father, we're thanking you in advance for answered prayer. In the name of Jesus, amen. Thank you for spending time in God's word with me. Be blessed.